Welcome to our Thought Leaders Talk Business Podcast, where we tap into the minds of business consultants and professionals to gain ideas and strategies to help you gain a competitive advantage. I am your host, Debbie Fleeman. Our guest today is Matthew Ferraro, who has composed, arranged, and orchestrated music for everything from Academy Award-winning films, The Insider, The Incredibles, Emmy-winning TV shows, Futurama, Dune, All of the Other Reindeer, The Muppets, and video game titles including Spider-Man, X-Men, Medal of Honor, You Don't Know Jack, to BBC and ITV television and radio productions, as well as hundreds of commercials including Gatorade, Visa, and McDonald's, among others. His music is licensed worldwide. Matthew Ferraro has composed for, arranged, and performed with Grammy-winning artists Buddy Guy, Erica Campbell, Sue George, Hugh Masekela, Barbara Streisand, Mike Ferris, Raul Mello, Chuck Mangione, Tom Hambridge, Aseko Cayute, Big Bad Voodoo Daddy, Aaron Neville, Natasha Atlas, members of the Tonight Show Band, Ennio Morricone, among many others. Matthew's choral music is published by Boozy and Hawkes. Matthew is one of the few composers who is commissioned by the Vatican and the Jesuits as his music outside of Hollywood is noted to focus on social issues. His multimedia symphonic choral work, The Tension of Opposites, was deemed a new art form, orchestral journalism, by the California Arts Council because of his use of pre-records as part of the fabric of his music and, according to the National Endowment for the Arts, Matthew's unique ability to tell a compelling story with music. Matthew Ferraro is a TED Fellow. You can view Matthew's TED Talk, Overcoming Obstacles, on YouTube. Matthew, thank you for joining us today in our studio. Thanks for having me on your show, Deb. Being an accomplished and world-renowned composer, how do you define creativity? I think the first thing to keep in mind about creativity, for me, this is critical. I think it's really important that creativity should be used to make the world a better place. Secondly, I think you need to understand and identify what I would call the innovators and the implementers or the leaders in the teams. Creativity, it's been defined in many ways, but if we go back to the Latin, the Latin root for creativity is creati, or to create or to make. So from there, the textbook definition of creativity is the use of the imagination or original ideas, especially in the production of an artistic work. I think you could take it one step further and say it's especially in the production of any work. So from that, one has to ask themselves, what's imagination? We all know the dictionary meaning, but but let me just remind you. Imagination is the action of forming new ideas, images, or concepts of external objects not present to the senses. And I think that's important to consider, especially the phrase external objects not present to the senses. 
for reaching for things that are new, different ideas or images or a concept. So imagination, you could also say it's very much about curiosity. And curiosity is an extraordinarily important word in creativity because you have to be a curious person to be creative. And what, to be curious, you really have to be proactive in the world around you. You have to appreciate the beauty and the mystery and the fascination of the world. As far as how would I define creativity, creativity is a concept that holds different elements within it. And that's imagination and curiosity. So Matthew, is it possible for anyone out there to become creative? Absolutely. I think it's absolutely possible for anyone to be creative. So in a word, yes. Creativity is within all of us, all human beings. I think a person who best speaks to this is David Kelly of IDEO. And he talks to this concept of all humans being creative. And I agree with him. But the thing that happens, I think, to many of us is we don't get that creativity nurtured oftentimes. And I think it's important in line with David Kelly's idea, and he does a wonderful TED Talk that I would recommend people look at. You want to build someone's creative confidence, meaning you want to be empathetic to that person, especially in their formative years or in a group environment. You don't want there to be any judgment involved. So anyone can be creative. It's just a matter of whether or not the circumstances are conducive to creativity. Do the circumstances allow for free association? As I said before, is there no judgment, right? And then are these people that you want to be creative, are these people who naturally drink and feel and listen to the world around them? And I, I think there's a couple good examples. I think the Jesuits are a great example to look at. They coined the phrase, you know, God is in all things or beauty in all things. That concept is a very, very compelling concept. Additionally, I'd like to relay a story about a person that I've met who I thought was a creative genius. And I use the word genius very, very specifically because I just don't think there's many of them in the world. But this person really lived in that space of genius like Einstein did. And Einstein was actually his idol. His name is Dr. Jerry Buckberg. And Dr. Buckberg commissioned me to write a piece rendering the heart. He was a cardiologist and he was the inventor of a process called blood cardioplegia. Now blood cardioplegia has been used in over 25 million surgeries worldwide. So uh, Dr. Buckbird's work dramatically improved ways to protect the heart during a variety of procedures. His work still is being used today from the process that he invented. It's used in everything from open heart surgery patients to saving tiny babies with congenital heart deformities. Dr. Buckberg taught me about the importance of being curious. I've always been naturally curious but he really heightened the idea to me and how important it is. And he used to quote Einstein. And I, I'd like to read this Einstein quote because I think this also goes to this concept of curiosity. So the important thing is not to stop questioning. Curiosity has its own reason for existing. One cannot help but be in awe 
of when he contemplates the mysteries of eternity, of life, of the marvelous structures of reality. It's enough if one tries to merely comprehend a little bit of this mystery every day. That quote from Einstein, I think, is critical. And the part of it that I think is critical to remember is comprehending a little bit of it every day. Every day, soaking up and drinking up the little things around you, right? The, the, little, the little different parts of life. One of the things that uh, Dr. Buckberg did is he discovered that the heart is perfectly proportioned and it meets the requirements of the Fibonacci sequence or the golden mean. That's a fascinating discovery because once you understand the golden mean in Fibonacci, you see it everywhere in nature. For me, to be creative, one needs to be able to stay curious and fascinated, engage with the world. And it's also very much consistent with what Einstein would say. You want to chip away at your curiosity every day. Never stop appreciating things. Another quote that Einstein had that I thought was very fascinating for me that I learned through Dr. Buckberg was this concept of making mistakes. And I think this is a big part for people to become creative. And Einstein said, anyone who's never made a mistake never tried anything new. That's critical. You have to be willing to let people make mistakes and let them try and try again. And I think this can be further taken, if you look at another example, Picasso, the artist. So Picasso was formally trained in the figure. And I think formal training is in a part and parcel of creativity in whatever discipline you're in. Picasso was trained in the figure, in figure drawing, before he moved ultimately into cubism. So I think that there's, there's a discipline to creativity. It's, it's understanding boundaries, but then also understanding how to move outside of those boundaries. When it comes to anyone being creative, yes, I think anyone can be creative. The question is, will that creativity be nurtured by people who influence the individual, either their parents or if it's a boss, you know, in a business, an overseeing lawyer who has a group of lawyers working under that person. It depends on the leader. And so if a leader can foster creativity in his team, then I absolutely think that it's possible for anybody to be creative. People often say they have a spark of an idea. How do you turn a spark into a workable and successful flame? That's a great question. And I think that's certainly another important part of creativity is understanding two things. When do you have the spark? And then how do you make that spark into more than one spark and then extrapolate it into many sparks? The initial spark of an idea is very often the most difficult part of the process. And again, I would impress upon people to consider the concept that creativity needs to be nurtured. So you want to have an environment that is non-judgmental and very empathetic to people trying to be creative. You have to understand as well that creativity is 10% inspiration and 90% perspiration. And I learned that a long time ago. You need to make sure that you have skill sets and you need to have the leaders developed who will respect and build talent because Getting that initial idea is just the beginning of being creative. There's a process of steps that go into this concept of developing a spark and turning a spark into a workable flame. 
So, and, and the first point would be, you need to listen. Listening is critical. And I think listening, I mean, it goes back to the Bible, right? Listen in, into the wind and you'll hear God. Listening is very, very important. And understanding what's active listening, what's passive listening. How do you actively listen to a person? You need to understand how to listen because creativity is also about problem solving. It's understanding how to put a jigsaw together, if I could use a metaphor. You want to understand how to listen. You want to study. You want to be prepared. You want to have discipline and empathy for others. That's the first step. Then daydreaming and sleeping and meditating. And the reason I put this in as one of the steps because when you daydream, your mind goes into a certain mode. When you sleep or when you're in reverie, it's actually been studied that oftentimes some of the most creative ideas come to people when they're in that space in between, that reverie, in touch with the physical world and the world within you. And so being able to let yourself daydream, let yourself free associate, as I said earlier, almost being in a state of reverie, sometimes that helps. I mean, I can't tell you how many times as a composer, I've talked with other colleagues of mine working in film and television, we often get brought into the process very much at the end when the studio is out of time, everyone's out of patience, everyone's out of money, and then the composer gets involved. So many times, we're up for you know days at a time when an idea comes, maybe it might be three in the morning when you're sort of in that state of reverie, everything's quiet around you. And then all of a sudden, all of the barriers are knocked down and it's possible just to grab that spark of an idea. Another part of that is, is the fear of being in that situation. Fear and anxiety I think in our society are often played down, right? Have no fear. There's nothing to fear but fear itself. But I think what people don't realize is that fear and anxiety can actually be utilized for the positive. When I get a project, oftentimes, and many artists will be like that, you'll walk into a project, a situation, someone will give you a brief, and you'll be like, yeah, no problem. Sure, I can do that. I can do that. And then you walk away and you're like, oh my gosh, how am I going to get this done? <laughs> and that instills a little bit of fear, but fear, if you understand it, fear is a motivator. It motivates you. So I think a little bit of fear is not a bad thing. Google is a great example of this, right? There's a television show called Silicon Valley, and it kind of makes fun of, of Silicon Valley, and it calls Google Googly Whip and kind of makes it parodies Silicon Valley of being this place of children. And, you know, there's some truth to that. If you walk into some of these companies in Silicon Valley, you'll see, I mean, it's, it's almost set up like a kid's playground. There's, you know, there's a snack bar, there's a place to hang out. They, they often have rooms that you can take a nap in and sleep. Some of them might have a little basketball court. And all of that awakens the child within all of us. I mean, it certainly is a great way to keep people in the office as well. But beyond that, when you're looking at it strictly for creativity's sake, it allows an environment where people can free associate. And I think that's really, really important. So you have listening, preparing, study, daydreaming, sleeping, being able to meditate an idea. When I say meditating, the reason I, I use that is because when you meditate, you focus on your breath and you let your mind wander and thoughts come through. 
And that's, that's how you end up grabbing just one thought. And maybe there's something that might sit with you. Then the next concept would be illumination. And you've heard this before. I think other people talk about illumination of the idea. I also call it capturing the kernel or capturing that initial spark. So how do you know you created a kernel that you can then develop or, or you have a spark you can bring into others, make into other sparks? The way that you know is usually the idea will sit with you. You'll walk away from it. Maybe you come back and that one idea sits with you. But when you have an illumination of an idea, it shouldn't be just an illumination of one idea. Creativity is about considering many ideas. Oftentimes when artists work, they'll maybe create two or three pieces of work and then work on them at the same time. And then from those two or three pieces, maybe one piece might emerge. And then that goes into this next concept, which is experimentation and trial and error. That's another big part of creativity. So if you have a couple different ideas that you like, you think, oh, maybe that's a nice idea. Maybe idea B is a good idea. Maybe idea C, I'm not sure. Then you experiment. You work with these ideas. You manipulate them. You try and take them to the next level. As you go through that process, distillation will occur. The ideas will then start forming into things that are more malleable that you can actually sculpt something beautiful from or something effective or something powerful. From there, it's all about implementation and extrapolation. And implementation is about, once you get the kernel or the spark, then it's about implementing your discipline into it. You know, So for a composer, right, you get a small motive of an idea. Then how do you develop that idea? How do you sequence it? How do you arrange it? How do you transpose it? That's implementation and extrapolation. And, and sometimes with implementation and extrapolation, it, you need different parts. And I think in business, what you need is a good leader. And then you have the team. So an example of this or a visionary, and then you have an implementer. And an example would be Elon Musk. He's very much a visionary and an ideas person. But then he has an entire team of people who have skilled disciplines well beyond and honed in much better than his that will end up implementing his ideas. So building a team is, is really critical. Creating the environment is really, really critical. I think that oftentimes, even when in Hollywood, I think it's very interesting, you know, there's always this facade in Hollywood of the creative genius who does this, writes this score, but really it's never one person. So the main composer might just generate the general idea and maybe write out a sketch, but then he hands it off to someone who then cleans up what he does and then they hand it to another person who orchestrates it. There's composers in Hollywood who don't even know how to read music. We call them hummers. They'll just hum and then someone else will write down all of their music. I mean, Paul McCartney was a hummer. He doesn't read music, but look what he created. But the fact is, Paul McCartney had George Martin. If it weren't for George Martin, Lennon and McCartney never would have existed. So you need to have the visionary and then you need to have the team. From there, the, the other thing you might want to consider are problems. Problems often spur creativity solving problems, right? Necessity is the mother of all invention. And I think Tesla is a great example of this. There was 
the issue of wanting to have an alternative to the gasoline engine. So they developed the battery, right, for environmental reasons. Then um, I think another fantastic example of this is the Apollo 13 mission. Going to the moon, everyone knows the story. Every, something went wrong. There was an explosion in the, in the capsule. They were pushed to their limits. And then this concept, so I'm sure there was a lot of fear in the room, but you had a visionary who was leading the way and working his team to work the problem, work the problem. Don't allow failure. Failure's not urgent. Work the problem. But there's the famous scene in the movie when he walks into the room and just puts a bunch of junk out on the table and says, okay, we have to make a carbon dioxide scrubber. And so that is such a great example of a problem that spurs creativity. But then the other thing that I think was really fascinating to learn from the Apollo experience is time. Time is an incredibly precious commodity. There's a saying that we use here in, in Hollywood when I work on a film, time allotted equals time spent. And I'll say that one more time. Time allotted equals time spent. And I think this is with almost any artist. If you don't have a deadline, oftentimes you'll never get the piece done. There's many, many, many artists from painters to, to composers to sculptors. I mean, all the way back to Michelangelo with the church. And there's plenty of stories of artists who procrastinate, 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 and then you impose a deadline and they get it done. So time is something to consider because it gives you, again, another parameter to help foster your creativity, to give you that space or the lack of space to actually start coming with ideas. It's almost like a mini motivator. I would say as far as turning a spark into a workable, successful flame, just to recap, right? You want to be able to listen. You want to be able to meditate on, on the idea. Then you want to be able to recognize the illumination of the idea, the kernel, the spark. Then you want to experiment with the idea through trial and error, and then implement and extrapolate on the idea. Is there any way that you can tell whether or not your spark of an idea has the potential to turn into something? Another great question, Deb. Um, I think it's hard to, to see whether or not it's going to be something great. I think what's, what's really important is the consistency of practice, going back to Einstein, chipping a, every day a little bit at the mystery then maybe something might happen. Did Beethoven know that he was writing masterpieces when he wrote the ninth? Probably not. He just got in there every day, partially deaf, impoverished, and he just worked at it. The thing to keep in mind is that maybe sometimes you'll get that cartoon light bulb that goes on and it feels different, and that's great. There's, so there's different ways that creativity will present to you. Sometimes it is the cartoon light bulb, and it feels different. But sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's a series of sparks. And it's important to acknowledge this in different people. You have the raw creatives. And I think those are people like myself. People in music, poetry, drama, dance, sculpture, painting, literature. And then you have what I would call practical creativity. And those are people involved in businesses, the science, the legal profession, medicine. I think there's a relationship between both because... The fact of the matter is, the sciences wouldn't exist without the arts. The reason why we have massive cathedrals that have been around the world is it gives man the ability to look beyond themselves, 
to look up. If you ever walk into a church, especially a Catholic church or a Christian church, you, the old ones, the old great cathedrals, you look up. And that they were designed that way. In order for there to be these scientists, man first needed to be able to envision them, to think it, to dream about them. We dreamt about going to the moon before we went to the moon. We dreamt about flying before we flew. There were cave drawings of people flying in the air as far back as recorded history. It's important to train, to nurture, and to develop. That's really important on top of being curious. The best creatives are disciplined creatives. I think there's also something that you might want to consider when you're talking about how do you know you have the spark. Sometimes you might have too much of a spark. And, and I have a very interesting experience that happened to me many, many years ago when I was, was working doing commercials. I was asked to write some music in a campaign for McDonald's. And I'll never forget this meeting. I went in there and it was myself and, you know, six or seven, eight people from McDonald's. And I presented my ideas about what I think could happen and, you know, how I think a Big Mac could be sung this way and that way and wouldn't be great if we did this and that. And I'll never forget that the head creative at McDonald's, the head producer, said to me, he said, you know, Matthew, that's a really, really wonderfully creative idea. But here at McDonald's, I'm not hiring you to be creative. I'm hiring you to retain our market share. That at the time was a little bit of a kick in the stomach for me, but it was a valued lesson to be learned. Creativity has to be appropriate for the circumstance. In McDonald's situation, they want to retain their market share. They were already huge. They just didn't want to lose people. So they don't want, you know, hyper, hyper creative ideas that are coming and might not be in perfectly in line with what their history is. Then you have that concept of exceeding market share. And I think a great example of that is NASA. Part of the reason we have so much medical innovation in our world is because of the space program. So the fact that NASA continually pushes the boundaries and pushes to new reaches and pushes wanting to see the outer edges of space, that is exceeding what they do. And that helps the rest of us. And that's, that's another kind of creativity. And then the other would be, I think when I mentioned before, Elon Musk, I think he's an interesting idea uh, concept for considering attracting new market share which is different than exceeding market share. Attracting market share is what he did with the new car. We already have cars. He improved upon it in a different way that attracts new types of, of car owners. When I talked earlier about the leader and the visionary and then the implementers, Paul McCartney and John Lennon, but then George Martin, he was without question the implementer in that situation. McCartney had the spark and Lennon did, but if it weren't for George Martin, the fifth Beatle, the Beatles never would have existed. The same could be said for Steve Jobs and Wozniak. Jobs had some great ideas in design, but Wozniak was the implementer. He was the genius. So I think in, in most any case, creativity is within, certainly with all of us. The big question becomes, can we identify it? Can we harness it? And can we nurture it? I would leave you with what I think is probably the most important part of creativity. And that is, can we use it to make the world a better place? And that goes back to Plato. There are certain artists that believe that they should serve something outside of themselves. You can call it whatever you want. 
It's serving a greater good. If I talk to about Karl Rahner, the great philosopher, he talks about this concept of man reaching for something outside himself, the, or the real, he calls it. And I think great creativity moves the world forward and brings people up from the bottom so that society is a better place. Thanks very much, Dev. I really appreciate you doing this interview. It's been a real pleasure speaking with you about creativity. This was great. Thank you so much for your time today. Oh, my pleasure. You covered several topics today regarding the art of creativity. And I understand that you're available to speak to organizations, groups, and businesses on a variety of topics in three major categories, motivation and personal development, creating and producing music, and enhancing business with an artist's flair. Matthew, if someone wants to reach out to you, what is the best way for them to do that? If you want to get in touch with me, feel free to take a look at my website. It's www.matthewferraromusic.com. That's www.matthewferraromusic.com. And my last name is spelled F-E-R-R-A-R-O. Or you can always send an email to me at mmfmusic01 at gmail.com. That's m mfmusic01 at gmail.com. And that's Matthew Matthew Ferraro, MMF. Matthew, thanks for spending time with us today. Totally my pleasure, Deb. Thanks for having me on the program. I love listening to your stuff. Special acknowledgement and thanks goes to Matthew Ferraro, composer and producer for our music in this podcast. If you are interested in commissioning Matthew for original music for your next production, contact Matthew at MatthewFerraro.com. You have been listening to Thought Leaders Talk Business, where we tap into the minds of business consultants and professionals to gain ideas and strategies to help you gain a competitive advantage. I'm your host, Debbie Fleeman. If you would like to reach me, email me at debbief at creativetechresources.com or pick up the phone and call 847-902-4175.